Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It was bad enough last year, game one of, like I said, the first round with the Rangers going home after three overtimes with a loss. You sit there for four overtimes, Eastern Conference final, like you got to be sent home with a win. Even then, you're still like, oh, man, that sucked, sitting there all night long. And these kids are, you can see it in their face. You just want to go home, but imagine going home after a loss. Anyway, we'll keep updated on that. 15 minutes to go in the fourth overtime. It's just insane. Denver was able to win again. They're up two games to none on the Lakers in the NBA's Western Conference Finals. And you know, it was funny. Denver feels disrespected even after game one, though the Nuggets won. Everybody was talking about how the Lakers are going to bounce back. And, oh, they still got it. And they'll go to the finals. And Denver and Jokic just continue to uh, dominate. We'll see what happens if Denver could get themselves to the finals. Look, once the Knicks got out, I don't really care. I, I couldn't care less. Celtics, Heat, eh, don't like either of them. I'll probably root for Denver to win it all. I'm not going to root for the Lakers. Young Josh is calling from Passaic. What's up, Young Josh? Good, so how are you? How are you? Young Josh, how exactly young are you? Oh, I'm 15. Okay, I mean, because you're up kind of late, you know what I mean? Oh, we don't, I don't have school tomorrow. No, but you call all the time kind of, uh, you know, late at night, right? What's your normal call? Maybe this is a little bit later than normal, but don't you usually call, you know, like midnight, something like that? Yeah, around then. Usually I go to sleep like right after, like 1231. Interesting. I mean, I respect it. I was just curious. I'm trying to think, probably when I was your age, when I was your age, I was watching um, The Late Show with David Letterman, so I was up kind of late anyway. Well, maybe 1130, 12:30. Maybe a little bit after that, but all right. Uh, I respect it. Anyway, what's on your mind, young Josh? Well, first with the Hurricanes, you know, I mean, I stopped watching like midway through the third overtime. It was just getting like, like it was like uh, one of those fast overtimes. It was just like stagnant, like no fun at all. Like even the power plays were just like moving around. There weren't a lot of shots, and like there was like, pretty much action like every five minutes. Just like... Even, like, the fans, if they lose, like, that's going to be a really bad feeling. Like, they're not saying anybody score a goal. Wow, there was just a hell of a save made here. Canes are off the power play. Florida just had a chance to win it. And Anderson made a terrific save. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, I mean, it, that, that's, well, right, that's probably part of the issue here where the teams aren't doing anything. Nobody wants to make a mistake, and that's why you see so many of these NHL playoff games every year. You know, go to double overtime, triple overtime, and in this case, a fourth overtime. And with the Mets with Fogelbach, I mean, he was traded for Holderman. I saw Holderman had an immaculate inning. What, like, can you see Daniel Vogelbach possibly in his cycle? I mean, he had his first triple last year. I mean, you know, my uncle called him, like, the bagel boy because he just think when you look at him, you just think of bagels. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, I never thought about that, uh, but uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I could understand it. Uh, Alonzo's just been on fire. I mean, when he hits the ball, he carries it. He just would go to see other hits. But I don't even know what do you think about Lindor. Is, I, mean, I know he's a streaky guy, but when's he going to go on the streak where he starts hitting him? Yeah, that's the problem, young Josh, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. They need Lindor to get going, and I don't know what his problem is. Lindor, it has not been a great start to a long-time, long-term relationship between player and organization. Obviously, it was a rough first year for Lindor. It was a great second year for Lindor. But now, again, he's struggling through the first two months of year three, and it just can't happen. The Mets are built to have him be a stud. Now, when he gets hot, he will carry this team offensively. He could get that hot. But we're just waiting for it to happen now. I mean, mid-May. All right, April, bad month, fine. Like, when is he going to kick it in a gear exactly here? Now's the time. Let's get going, Frankie. Nothing else matters with the Mets offense if Lindor does not produce. They need him to start doing what they expect him to do. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal, man. I'm so sick to my stomach right now. It has nothing to do with sports, but we get to that. Why? I've been waiting over a month for you to get back to overnight so I can hear from Stuart from Brooklyn his life. And this guy calls on Tuesday night when I'm off, at, off of work out of nowhere. It's yeah, he a, called. I know. He, he called in toward the end of the show. We had him uh, him and Hector yeah, at the same time. I know. I heard it was drama. Yeah, I heard it was some drama, but uh, yeah. yeah. Hector over here stealing girlfriends now. This is unbelievable. Man. <laughs> but I, I I got Stewart though. I got him. You know, I got him on the Rihanna, the Cardi B, and the Megan Fox girl. So I got him. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Uh, let me talk about. Um. Yeah. So I, w- I want to talk about the NFL thing, but do I kind of mention this this prospect stuff or no? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Real quickly on this, everybody wants to. Every time a team is struggling, this dude is May. Like we're acting like it's 20 games under 500 in August right now. And it's always bring the young kids up. They, and it's like, why do fans think they know more than a Buck show up there? Like, if they think these kids are good and are ready to play, they're going to have them up. You think they, they want to just lose games? Like, they're like, oh, let the kids play. Well, you need the grown men to play also. And they, and they none of these kids are, are going to be anywhere near the level of a Lindor, you know, even a Martez. So it's like you're clamoring to have these young kids. It's like, for instance, like I live right next to the, where the Renegades play, and this kid that everyone's talking about who could be an you know, upcoming Yankees, the Spencer Jones kid. You know, they say oh, they compare him to like Aaron Judge, like stature. He's big. This kid's like 6'6". Six, six. So I watched him the other day. I went two weeks ago, and I took my son, and they lost like 16-3. The kid, kid, you know, he struck out three times. And I was talking to the people about this kid, and they said, yeah, he's been struggling this year. And he's struggling in A-ball. You know, it's like even with Dominguez, he was up a uh, second half of the year by me. Um, and supposedly he was tearing up in the in the in spring training this year. He and had a big spring. He's yeah. still he's still waiting. waiting. So well, like, look I'm, at it, Chris. It, look at it with the big yeah. leagues with Volpe, who tore it up in spring training. He's not been tearing it up at the big leagues. Beatty, same thing. Down in the minors, he was absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. He's been okay since coming up here, and I'm assuming it's going to be similar with Vientos, who played his first game, hit a, a big two-run homer, 
but that doesn't mean that he's going to, you know, produce consistently. So it's always, it's the backup quarterback theory as well. It's always, yeah. you want to see the next guy and who's there and all that stuff. Yeah. And doesn't necessarily mean that those guys are going to be better, but I understand wanting to see the unknown, giving it a shot because the other guys just have not produced. Yeah. And lastly on this, before I get to football and it's kind of like the bringing the, 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 the quarterback and right from college and want to throw them on the field. Like, you're going to ruin these kids' confidence right away. And it, it's and that's why they know better to keep them down until they get – till they're – like Aaron Rodgers, he sat behind Griff Farr for years, and that's why he's a Hall of Famer quarterback. But, look, get into the football. Uh, I didn't speak to you about this yet. I'm going to just mention it. I think the NFL are evil human beings when it comes to families. You know, it's really unbelievable at this point. Like, I don't really – you know, the Christmas Day games, I'm, I'm checked out completely on that. There's nothing I'm going to do about that. You know, there's no way I'm watching Christmas uh, football on Christmas. My wife will, you know, that's why we have a 55% divorce rate right now. <laughs> you know, like, like, look, she, my, my wife, adding like, to she it. gets it. She gets it with Thanksgiving. She understands. And those first couple games, she gets it. The end of the night, I, I can't say, you know, oh, uh, you know, I have to be locked into uh, Steelers and Ravens right now. She's like, what? She wants, at that point, dinner is over. We're, she wants to relax and watch movies. But now I got a dilemma now with, they're going to fill the Jets now at 3.30 on Friday. First of all, we're sitting home all day eating Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, and I'm going to tell my wife, oh, no, we can't go running around because i got to be locked in the Jets football at 3.30 on a Friday. She's going to look at me like, are you, are you, are you serious right now? I said, so, so I don't know what they're doing. Now the Jets are saying they want to be on Black Friday every year. So I'm at the point like, did they say that? I didn't, I didn't see that. I heard something about the Jets. I heard something the other day the Jets want to be on Black Friday every year now. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what I, I, you mean. Make it like the Lions or Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I guess they want. They get it. I guess they. Yeah, I guess they want that to be their new. No thing. way. And they may. Look, I don't they, care what happens next it. year. But I'm thinking about this year. I'm gonna have to do what Marco said to do for Christmas. Like I'm gonna have to literally just record this thing and maybe watch it. Maybe early Saturday morning. I think my wife might be going to work that Saturday. I'm not even sure. But there's no way I'm gonna tell her. You know, I'm gonna have to be locked in on a Friday at three thirty to watch football. Like. It's just unbelievable. I don't even know. You know, they're going a little too far at this point. Even the, even the Christmas thing. I get. What I hate. Doing. I they're hate the idea of it. Because, uh, and that's no, a what? I, a Monday? I, that why? I hate. I hate the idea of it, Chris, and thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. I hate it. I hate having games on Christmas Eve. I hate having games on Christmas Day, and I don't love the idea of a Black Friday game at 3.30. The reason why it's at 3.30, Jimmy Trana of Sports Illustrated, my buddy, who I do the SI Media podcast with him every week, he explained it to me as somebody explained it to him, Mike North, who does the uh, scheduling. There's some kind of rule on Fridays where you can't compete with high school football, I guess. So that's why that game is at 3.30 as opposed to a primetime game, which would have been fine. Friday night, Black Fridays, 8 p.m., fine. Now, maybe the argument is, and I'm going to have to make it work because it's obviously part of my job, and I do really want to watch the Jets. I just don't want to watch them on Black Friday when I'm trying to maybe enjoy a holiday. I mean, I have no idea what my work schedule is going to be, whatever. But you could at least say, all right, honey, I'll watch this game now, and then we'll have the night together. And you could watch whatever movie at night. All right, fair enough. Because otherwise it would be you go out during the day or you do whatever during the day, um, and then you watch the game at night. So this will just be the opposite of that. Christmas, though, is a non-starter. Like, come on. And even Thanksgiving... Like last year with the Giants on Thanksgiving, the games are on 
but I'm not locked in. See, that's the biggest problem that I have. Normal people who I guess don't either live and die with every possession like most of us do or don't have to do it for a living, like they could just have the game on in the background, watch a little bit of it, keep up with the score. Oh, look at that nice play. Oh, what's the score? And it's not a big deal. For me, I need to be locked in to every play. What's going on in the game? How did this happen? Why'd they do that? And on Thanksgiving, I'm, I can't do that. It's impossible. I don't care who's playing. It's an impossibility. Maybe if they had a night game, maybe, then I could lock in. Christmas, forget it. Same thing. You'll watch it. It'll be on. I can't be locked into it on a holiday that I'm spending with my family. It just doesn't work. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.